Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 22. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And this is the podcast that is here every week to help you to become more profitable, more efficient, more productive in your small to medium-sized business through the use of delegating all of your tasks to a virtual assistant. Of course, today we have a very special guest, another interview, my friends, uh, with uh, somebody who is very well-known and respected in the world of virtual assistants. Uh, We're going to be talking today with Diana Ennen, and she is the president of Virtual World Publishing, which you can find over at virtualworldpublishing.com, where she specializes in PR and marketing, and uh, she also does VA and PR coaching. She's the co-author of numerous books, including Virtual Assistant, the series, Become a Highly Successful uh, VA, and I'm sorry, Become a Highly Successful Sought-After VA, which I believe is now in its fourth edition and has a workbook and everything to go along with it. Uh, She also has uh, written the So You Want to Work at Home, let's see, So You Want to Be a Work at Home Mom, uh, A Christian Guides to Working at Home, and I'll tell you what, Diana, it is a pleasure to have you on here. I know that you've been on CNN, Fox News, Forbes, Family Circle, Reader's Digest, The World, Wall Street Journal, and Entrepreneur Magazine, US Today, Women's World, and so much more. How on earth do you get all this publicity out there? I'm good. No. <laughs> uh, I, that's one of the things that I specialize in, and I really work to know how to pitch, know how to um, approach you know, the, those that are um, seeking the interviews with the right information, you know, and, and pitch it correctly. And I think that's what makes the difference is, is the pitch. Very good. And proving yourself as an expert, too, you know, and just being able to convey that to them that you kind of know your stuff. Exactly. And so the, the, the field of expertise is that you've been interviewed in these places. Is it through the expertise of uh, being a, an expert on virtual assistants? Uh, definitely on virtual assistants and, and my books, um, but also a lot of times, too, on um, PR and marketing as well. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what, what we are interested in having a conversation, it sounds to me like there are so many different things that we could probably bring you on for and, and, and pick your brain about. But today, what we want to talk about are these folks who actually want to start their own virtual assistant business. And I know that my audience typically are small to medium-sized business owners, but I don't want to exclude any other folks out there who could benefit from having a virtual assistant or somebody who could actually benefit from being a virtual assistant. And one of the things that really stands out to me here is this book that you've written. So you want to be a work-at-home uh, work mom, a Christian guide to work, a Christian guide to working at home. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it came about? Sure, sure. I wrote that book with um, Jill Hart, who is the founder of um, C Christian Working Home Moms. And um, w- we were fortunate to get a publisher, Beacon Hill Publishers, who published it. And it, we really went into and interviewed and just put in there a lot of the how-to information on, you know, not only um, starting your business, but, you know, how to really make sure that you can succeed once you're in business, you know, specializing focusing on the marketing and all those how-tos that a lot of times when you start your business, you just, you know, kind of don't know how to do it. And, you know, I think the detailed information there is what our feedback is, is, you know, really beneficial. And um, so that's, that's how we wrote that book. Now, you, I hear a lot about work-at-home moms and, you know, you hear all, all about these different things. Say, hey, you can sign up here and learn how to work from home. Right. The some of this stuff, I mean, well, a lot of this stuff out there, they're they're just flat out scams, and and they do, I think, more to harm families than than they do anything else. And of course, then there, are, you know, there are some, I guess, well respected work at home models, such as uh, Mary Kay is is fairly well respected. While I personally have some concerns about about those opportunities, uh, it, it's still for the folks who apply themselves. I I believe that you can do well there. I've I've heard people get, you know with I I personally 
I despise it. Anytime my wife is ever invited to a jewelry party, a pampered chef party, all these other parties that she's invited to go to and then expected uh, to throw a party herself and then inconvenience everybody else that's in her social circle uh, by inviting to the parties. So these are the kind of things that I hear about or think about when I think of, you know, a work at home mom or this, you know, at home business for moms. And that's not exactly what you're talking about here. You're talking about becoming a virtual assistant. And and so can you explain to me what it is, you know, how how realistic is it for somebody who's listening to this podcast who, you know, maybe is a mom of three or four kids who just barely thinks that she might be able to pull off, you know, some tasks such as, you know, maybe doing some research or things like that. Who is it out there that could really benefit from becoming a virtual assistant? Okay. Um, And, and, you know, I agree with you. The scams out there have just ruined it for a lot of us, you know, but um, don't, you know, if you've been burned, you know, know that there really are legitimate companies out there and success stories and a lot of pros who are really wanting to help you and see you succeed. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, I, I believe um, the opportunity to become a virtual assistant is just, it's just amazing today. One of the, the benefits, I think, is that we have a lot of, um, you know, we used to be secretaries, administrative assistants, um, you know, who um, for reasons, you know, they've either lost their job or just decided they really wanted to stay home and move, you know, do something on their own. Um, you know, kind of use their experience, you know, as the administrative assistant and are finding that they can do that same kind of work that they used to do in the office. They can do it at home and they can, you know, kind of even do it a lot better because, you know, you do get, you know, you, you kind of, uh, the salary is a lot, you know, the, the money you can make is a lot better. You get to choose your clients. And I always say when you're trying to figure out who your clients are going to be, to think about, you know, the experience you have and the skills you have and, and make that connection on who you, you know, want to be working with, not only today, but, you know, five years from now, and who has, who's a nice match for that. Um, but what's really exciting about the VA industry is um, with the social media and the internet marketing and, you know, all of that opportunities available today. You know, we used to, when we started, you, when you started and you worked at home, you kind of did it with your local community. Um, but now, you know, we have clients, you know, across the globe and we can do just the same as, you know, for the guy next door that we can do, you know, in another country. And, you know, so the opportunities are just, you know, out there. And I think the biggest advantage is so many businesses today are realizing that when they have a VA on their team, that not only are they getting more work done and, you know, are, are able to make more money and have a lot less stress, um, but they're able to do things that they didn't know how to do or, or, or didn't, you know, have the expertise to, like social media. A lot of people know that they have to be out there on their blogs or they have to de- be doing PR marketing. They just don't know how to do it, you know. So then they turn to the VA who, you know, specializes in, you know, one or two of those areas and, you know, just makes amazing, you know, uh, res- brings them amazing results. So um, I just think it's never been a better time and we have a lot of VAs who, um, you know, are really quite successful. And so I think that, that's, that stands a lot for, you know, when you see the ones that are out there. And, the, you know, we're, we're not just sitting on the table, you know, making a little bit of money. You know, we have full client bases. A lot of them have multi-teams, um, you know, where they have a whole team working with them or subcontractors. Um, and, you know, there's just such opportunity to grow your business today. Now, one of the things that I would like to ask you is this idea of, are, are you promoting that when some, let's just say somebody wants to become a virtual assistant, would you promote that they actually start their own VA business, that they are independent and run things on their own as, their, as a one-on-one service to businesses? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I just think, you know, because, um, you know, there are um, VA companies that, you know, um, you know, I think Team DoubleClick is one of them where you can kind of come on board with them you know, and, you know, they can send you work. But um, my philosophy, I think the, you know, the way I always encourage those that I coach or those that I speak to or mentor is, you know, you do want to start your own business. Um, this is your business. Um, and, you know, you, you need to go out there and get your own clients. Um, you know, some VAs, um, when they start their business, you know, they decide that um, for reasons like they don't have a lot of time to invest or they, 
really don't like the client, you know, to work one-on-one with the client, they might decide that they want to kind of be the VA's VA and, and you know, build their business as a subcontractor. Um, and, you know, that's okay to do too, but you're still the main source. You're still, you know, it's still your business, even if you are a subcontractor. Um, you know, this is your business. This is, you know, you want to take pride in it. You really want to grow it. Um, so that that's how I feel is the best way to 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 do it. And this is this really is the reason why I'm most excited about having you on here is because up until this point we I've not really had this perspective, and I, I'm certain that it's a it's a valid perspective to have because I know many VAs out there that are independent. They don't actually work for a firm. Uh, so so what are some of the benefits? Now I, I've I've I obviously know pretty much most every benefit out there of using a virtual assistant that belongs to a firm. Uh, and, and I use a virtual assistant that belongs to a firm. So that's my experience. But I would love to know what are some of the benefits that you believe are there that exist for using an independent virtual assistant opposed to uh, hiring a VA that actually works for a firm? Well, I, I think, do you mean the benefit to the VA or the benefit to the business? Well, let's let's talk about both. Uh, if we okay. can break it down. Um, let's let's first talk about the uh, benefits to the VA first. Okay. I think the benefit to the, the VA is, you know, it is their business, so they kind of can set the standards. Um, they kind of can grow it. Um, you know, a, a lot of times when a VA is working for, you know, an individual company, they're kind of limited to that, and they're limited in... Um, you know, even like the pay, um, you know, because they just have a standard, this is what we pay. And then, you know, even when the VA might um, increase their skills and increase their knowledge and, you know, um, be able to offer more things, if they're in with that company, you know, they're still limited. Um, but when you're on your own and you start your own business, you know, the more, the more you put into it, the more you learn, the more you niche yourself and become the best of the best, um, you know, then your rate is going to increase because that's, you know, you're going to be able to offer the clients more. And so, you know, I, I feel that's a real benefit. And, and, you know, I also think it's really important to be able to, you know, you really have control of your business. And I think the clients kind of, you know, that one-on-one -on -one connection, you know, you can just, um, you know, you can really thrive in, in being able to, you know, offer the clients, you know, um, the different things that you specialize in. But, you know, a lot of times the VAs too, you know, they, you don't have to do it all, you know, and I think that's, you know, one of the things you find what you're really good at and that's, you know, what you, you know, grow your business to be. So I think that's the benefit, you know, of, of being your own um, VA. So do Plus, you I, think, I think there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, um, just the, the potential for growth and what you can, the various ways you can take your business, you right. know. right. Because if you want to, if you want to, this month you want to add social media or you want to add that, you know, you get the skills, you can add that. Um, if you want to add PR marketing, you know, you take some classes and, and learn all you can, you can add that. I think that's a real benefit. Excellent. Uh, so I, I definitely can see some of those as, as benefits. I, I, as an entrepreneur myself, I, I personally have, you know, I, it, it, it baffles my mind that I spent the first 35 years, I think, 35 years of my life working for other people and uh, it was the scariest thing in the world for me to launch my own business. Now, we can talk about the benefits of launching your own business, but obviously there are some drawbacks to launching your own business as well oh, yeah. and and it's not easy stuff, but man, if, if, if you can pull it off and you do it successfully, I absolutely agree that, you know, the you know, um, now in our chat room, of course, I, I'm pretty sure you know this, Diana, but uh, Contemporary VA is one of is actually our sponsor for this podcast. And uh, we have some folks from Contemporary VA. And she she wanted to point out that uh, it she says it's not necessarily true for all firms. She says it depends on the firm. But um, CVA actually has their VAs get a salary and rate increase every year based upon growth and performance. Although I to 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 your point. What is th that even if if a, a firm were to give, you know, salary increases and, and stuff like that, there's still a limit on how much that could possibly be over overall. I would imagine that there is at least somebody makes that decision of what that's going to be and what it's not going to be. Whereas as a bit as an independent business owner, I can decide today whether or not I want to make 200 or $150 per hour for consulting or $300 per hour for consulting. If I wanted to change tonight, 
what my right. rates are moving forward. I can double my rates and work half the number of hours and make the same amount of money if I choose to do so today. Correct. And, that's, and, and that is a benefit uh, that, that's there. And I think that that's probably what you're ta- talking about. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in and, and no way do I think that it's, you know, if for the VA and I think, you know, no matter how you go, I don't think there is any right or wrong. You know, this is better or this is, you know, it's totally up to the VA and totally up for what, right. you know, what for them, you know, so, you know, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with going with a company like that. I think it's great. If it works for them, it's great. Um, yeah. You know, for me and, you know, I just found for myself and for, you know, the ones that I coach, this is the way I like to go. Um, the other thing is, too, is is there's other ways that I can add income, you know, even beside the, um, and you could probably do this, too, with, you know, working with a group if you have a, but when it's your own business, like you can add some passive income. You can make some affiliate money. Right. You know, you can add all those extras um, you know, that, you know, kind of does help the bottom line to, to, you know, really make additional money. And so I, you know, that's always a, a real plus too. Yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. And, and, and not everybody is cut out to, to do their own business and, and stuff like that. Of course, the thing is, though, is, is you never know until you try. I, I, I certainly never believed I could, I was ever cut out to, right. to launch my own business. And today, uh, I'm surprised that after 11 years in insurance, I was making a great deal of money. Here I am, you know, just now, almost not even full three years into my business, and I'm making more money now than I ever dreamed of making in insurance. And so it, it, it's out of this world. Of course, that didn't happen overnight either. But uh, and it, it and I certainly have a lot more gray hair today as a result of it. But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, this is good stuff. Uh, so let's talk about what are there benefits to the business owner for having an independent VA versus uh, a firm? Well, um, yeah, again, I think it's totally up to the business. You know what I mean? There's disadvantages and advantages. So there's no wrong way or right way. But right. Um, I think to, the, you know, to, to answer just that part of the question, um, I do think that there's benefits to the business owner. Um, that we become kind of like their their right hand. I mean, you're working with the one VA, you kind of grow with that VA. Um, we often will find ways for the business owner that they, you know, they don't even know that they need this. And sometimes when you're working with a company, you just kind of are more focused on one task in one area. And I don't know that you have that, you know, direct connection with the, the business owner, um, you know, in their growth, you know, you might, and that's great too, you know, uh, not limiting that at all. But I just think for the business owner, um, it kind of is a, a way for that one-on-one connection. Um, and, and I, you know, I know for the, my clients, I think one of the, the biggest things that, you know, that our benefit is that um, they kind of know that, you know, as they grow, I grow. And, you know, it's to my advantage to make sure that they succeed um, you know, because they're going to keep retrain, retaining me more and more, you know. So um, I think that's a real benefit. Um, you know, and I think the other benefit, too, is, um, you know, I don't know, like, the hours, you know, with the others, you know. But, um, you know, when we work, you know, independently, the, the VAs are independent, you know, we have our retainer rates. And, you know, where there's a lot of flexibility in the different types of packages that we can offer. Um, and, you know, we have flexibility with that. So I think that might be a real benefit as well. What about um, health insurance and, and things like that? If, if you're a virtual assistant, you're going independent. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, this is this is something that's very difficult for a lot of small businesses. And, oh, and true. Uh, how, is, are there associations that you can be a part of to, to get group benefits or, or are you out there on your own on this one? Well, you know, when I started, again, I started in 85, and back then it was like, you know, you were truly on your own. If you didn't have insurance, you know, um, and your husband, you know, I'm fortunate I'm on my husband's plan, so that, you know, really helps, you know, uh, me and my, you know, business, because I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, there are some that don't. Um, But there are associations out there now that do offer, um, you know, I know um, some of the home-based working moms associations, that's one of the benefits they offer, a reduced rate in insurance. Um, so, the, you know, there's definitely um, ways that you can get insurance on, that is more affordable than it used to be. You know, um, it's still going to cut into your pay and that still is a consideration, um, you know, to make, you know, because, uh, you know, maybe some of the companies do offer insurance as part of their plan and, you know, you have to, you know, but that's one of the things that you have to um, kind of 
put into your, um, even when you're considering your rates, you know, I always say when you're trying to figure out your rates, you know, make sure you take in, you know, really what you need to make, you know, in order to make this a success. And, you know, if you have to pay your own insurance, that's one of the things you have to, you know, take into account. But yeah. I, I do believe that, that there's opportunities for insurance out there. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, and I think many of the insurance companies too, you know, when I started, home-based businesses weren't as recognized today and now they're just commonplace. So they have, you know, made more plans available at affordable rates, um, you know, so I think that's a real, you know, benefit too that's happened, you know, it's kind of like, hey, we're here to stay, so make it easy for us, you know, <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, and and I love the one piece of advice that you have there is is when you're working out your rates. My goodness, I remember that was the biggest nightmare for right. for me is is how much do I charge? Exactly. And, and and of course, coming from a world where I've worked for other people, you know, you're looking at hourly rates of like twenty three fifty, you know, and and you know, even before I got into insurance, uh, if I worked it out, I was you know making you know twelve dollars an hour was you know really good back in the day, and and. And so I remember starting out, I was just like, what am I going to do? And I remember just picking an arbitrary number saying $50 an hour. And when I, when I sit down and I said, okay, and by the way, I'm, I'm, we're, I'm a single fa- or a single income family. So we've got a family of five. I've got a wife and three kids. And, and I, I said 50 bucks an hour. And I just threw that number out there and I'm sitting there working around the clock and and I realized, and it's like, wait a second, this does, this does not compute. <laughs> Because if I, if I, okay, so how much money do I need to cover all the health insurance, all the expenses, all the other things? If I add all of that up, this is the dollar amount that I need. And then I divided that by 50 and that's how many hours I, and I needed to work. And I'm like, I don't have that. I can't put in that many hours a week. And so it was, it, it, it took me a little while to catch on to this business planning thing that, you know what, it's probably a good idea that I actually say, okay. What is take a budget, create a budget of what all of your expenses, all of the expected expenses, business and personal taxes, health insurance, everything. Then you you divide that by the number of hours that you realistically are going to put into this. And if you think it's just going to be, a, you know, 10 hours a week, forget it. Uh, but I mean, seriously, 40, 60 hours a week, whatever it's going to be. And then you say, OK, how much do I need to average per hour? And that's where that's when you, I, in my opinion, that's where you start out deciding where you're going to start uh, w- charging people. Absolutely, I, I I totally agree with that, and I think that's a mistake a lot of uh, VAs and other business owners make too, is they just think I made this much there, and so I'll add a couple dollars here, and then that should do it. And they don't take into consideration all the other things, and then they, you know, even though they're working really hard and they have clients. They're just not making it, and it gets really frustrating. Yeah. Um, but if you do like you just said and really plan it out and know, you know, this is what I need to make, then you kind of go into it with power, and you figure out how you're going to make that amount. And when you do it that way, you really do find that, you know, hey, I, I'm able to make that amount. You know? Yep. I, I'm not having baloney again this week. Yay! You know. <laughs> it, it it is very powerful to to think of that concept because I remember when I I started this business I I looked around and it's like okay what do other consultants charge and and what are people used to paying and I looked to see if there was other people offering the services that I did and and of course I'm I'm, I'm sitting there comparing what they're charging as you know doing this as a side business where they've got you know regular income coming in on top of that and I'm sitting there thinking okay 50 bucks an hour I, I, I can do that and of course um What's amazing is that when I actually got to the place where I am currently today at $150 per hour, I decided if I worked for seven hours on a total of seven hours, which I only need a, I don't need to fill all seven because I, I, I put 30 minute buffers in between all my calls. But I decided, you know what, if I worked to every Tuesday and Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and booked those solid at $150 per hour with only 30 minute buffers in between, then I could, if, if I could do all of that at $150 an hour, then I won't do consulting calls the rest of the week because I'll do other things that generate passive income and, and some other things that I want to work on to grow my business. And as soon as I decided to do that, I found that, you know, it's that power of saying, this is what I need to do. And now it's not a question of, should I? It's, I have to. This is what has to happen. And now I'm going to work to make that a reality. 
and 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 it, it I've been booked for months and months and months now, and and I I don't see any end to it. So that's good stuff. Okay, so um, health insurance, obviously, you know, the only concern I have for health insurance when it's not on a group plan, and of course I come from an insurance background, is if somebody has a pre-existing condition and and stuff like that. But we're not going to get into the politics of any of that. One of the questions that's in the chat room, I think, is an interesting one is uh, what do you do as an independent VA if you have this great relationship with a client and over time um, something happens and they decide that they no longer need your services? Um, do you recommend that independent VAs have one client that is, a, that is a majority of their income and their time and energy and work? Or do you suggest that they have multiple clients so that they have a varying stream of income from different clients so that if they lose one, it's not that big of a hit? That's, that's an excellent question. And I, and I think a lot of people that, that has actually happened to where they put all their eggs into one basket and then all of a sudden something, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, like even when the economy went down, the, you know, the, the businesses weren't using them for as much hours or something and then, you know, it affected them. Um, I, I really believe that you have to, you know, I love my, I love my big retainer clients, you know, that, that you, know, you know, 40, 50 hours a, a month are booking me on the retainer. I love those clients, and I want them. But, you know, I don't, I also have other clients, and I recommend to the VAs I coaching that, you know, I think it's really important to, to you know, to do that, to, you know, not just depend on one client um, for, for everything. You can have, you know, one or two major ones, which is great because, you know, you, you get more invested when, when we work for a client, we get to know them, we know what they want, you know, and it, it's very, not I want to say comfortable, it kind of is comfortable because, you know, you know what to do. And when you take on new clients, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, let's get to know each other, let's, you know, let's see, you know, kind of build the relationship again. You've already have that relationship built. Um, but, you know, I do think it's really important to kind of, um, you know, have other sources of income, you know, have other clients and, you know, not just count on, you know, the one because it can happen and it will, you know, it, you know, you don't even know that they might, you know, not even, you know, uh, they might get sick or something. I know I've seen that happen before where, you know, a client has gotten sick for a short for a while and then the VA just kind of was at a standstill for money. Um, so definitely recommend, you know, having other sources and, and, you know, keep in mind, too, you know, any of the passive income and passive ways you can make, you know, money coming in as well. Yep. But build build a build a business with you know multiple clients. Um, but I, you know one of the things I think it's important to consider too is you know I like to have um, you know most of my clients now are PR clients. I do PR and marketing, um, so they're all in kind of like that niche. But you know I have some that I do other things too, just to keep it kind of uh, you know uh, fun and exciting. You know that's kind of like my A personality. Got to have something going. You know. Um, but you know when you keep the clients in the same niche, you get familiar with that work. And, you know, it's, you do one thing for one client, you're doing the same thing for the other, and then you just kind of keep growing because you're, you know, uh, you understand that, you know what's, you know, what's, what's the best way to do different things. That was um, going to be my next uh, question for you, and, and it sounds like you've, you've answered it either partially or maybe in full, but the, the, the next question I was going to ask you is, do you recommend that a virtual assistant, if they're just getting started out on their own, that they say, hey, I can do I can do anything and everything you need. I'm here. I'm your assistant on call. Or do you suggest that if they are really proficient in QuickBooks, that they become pretty much a QuickBooks virtual assistant? Or do they need to have at least two or three different things, but should focus or should they just be a general purpose VA? What, what do you recommend for people? Okay. And again, I think it depends on the person, but I highly... I think it works best, you know, and, and the ones when I coach a VA, I, I always try to, you know, kind of find out what is their niche, what is the one area or, you know, and it can be, you know, PR can encompass social media too. So even though it's PR, there's other areas that encompass that niche. So it's just not one thing, but really find what you're the best at and that you want to grow at and that you feel really confident that you can help the business with and focus primarily on that and focus primarily on you know getting those kind of clients one of the benefits to when you do that is not only the work will be you know easier because you're familiar with it but it's going to be a lot easier to get the clients because you're targeting one area 
for the VA that that says, okay, well, you know, I'm starting and I'm I'm just going to I want to I want to get busy and I want to have it. And I just need to go everywhere. Um, you're you can't really focus in on you know the type of client you want because you're just too over the board. Um, you know, so focus in on one or two niches that you're really good at that you enjoy doing, and you know, work towards that. You know, match the the niche you want to go into with the type of client that you think would use those products or, or use your services for that and then you know go after that client and it's really important in your marketing to know that because um, you know in all marketing you have to kinda uh, you know know who the target audience is and by having the niche that helps you know this clients gonna use this so that's who I'm gonna go after so I, definitely agree with that I, I I would have to wholeheartedly agree with you and and it's one of the best piece of pieces of advice that I was given when I launched my business um, I, I I was I, I started a career in podcasting and new media I mean I, audio podcast consultant is what I wanted to be and it's like there was, there's really nobody else out there doing this full-time as their career and had no clue what I should do, but and whether or not anybody could make a living doing it. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe I need to do some general technology. So I was going to, you know, look, I was going to go to local area businesses and I was going to offer to build on websites and I was going to offer to help, you know, suggest technology and advancements to for scanning and going paperless and and all this other stuff. I mean, I was just, I was just thinking, how am I going to make money? I can, I, I do have so many things that I know how to do, but my real passion was podcasting. And everybody else said, Cliff, I don't care how hard it is for you, but you have to say no to everybody to, that wants to hire you to do anything other than podcasting. And that was a very difficult decision for me to make. And I didn't always say no, but every time I didn't say no, I regretted it. Because sure, I was making some money, but I was miserable making it, and it was keeping me away from doing things that built my business and my brand online. See, that, and, and you know, I think that's just a testament to how it works. You know, I mean, that just totally shows that you know that's the way to do it. You know, right? So the another uh, big question in here is, um, what kind of hours would a new virtual assistant expect to work? I mean, to, to launch a brand new business as a virtual assistant, how many hours do you think this, they should devote to this thing to get it off the ground? A lot. <laughs> no. Um, well, no, that's it depends. Good. That's you know, a good you do answer. Have some, some VAs that, that, you know, want to do it part-time. That's a little bit, that's harder. You know, if you're working a full-time job and want to do it, you know, uh, start your business that that's going to be more difficult and when I coach them I say you know that know that you know that's going to be harder um, but I it, it's it's a lot easier if you you know can go ahead and go into it full steam ahead um, you know some some are still working part-time you know that's great you know so you do what what you have to do um, but uh, really know that in the beginning there is no you know you have to work it there is you know it's it's a real commitment you, you know, not only are you, um, you know, going to be doing your marketing to get the clients and, and uh, you know, all that goes along with that, but you're going to be building your website. You're going to be, you know, determining your rates. You're going to be doing your business plan. You know, there's a lot that goes into, you know, getting your business going. So, you know, know going into that, that initially, you know, it's it's going to take, you know, you know quite a few hours and, and um I, I think once you when you go in it into it and you know that it doesn't it doesn't seem like oh if you're it's five o'clock and you're still working it doesn't seem oh this is terrible you know you kind of get that attitude of okay this is okay I'm growing my business um, you know and then when you start getting clients it you really feel the benefits to that um, so it you know it does take time um, but then what happens is once you start getting clients you know when you get clients you know I, I'm one of those I really encourage you to you know, kind of set the boundaries to kind of, you know, I'm, these are the hours. And, and it doesn't matter, you know, some VAs only work, you know, during the day and, you know, never take a call at night or on the weekend. And that's fine. That's great. You know, but it's what you do with your business. You know, I know other VAs that, you know, um, you know, have the kids during the day and their husbands are home in the evenings to help. And so, you know, they focus their, their hours on the evenings, you know, so they, you know, have kind of got some clients that work along that. So, Either way is fine. It's great, but just you determine, you know, what is going to work for you and the standards that are best for you. Um, you know, if you don't want to work weekends, you know, just let the clients know. You know, I don't work weekends, and and really try to stick to those boundaries. Um, but 
one of the things too is even if you're not working the weekend with real client work, you know, occasionally you do have to, you know, I, you know, I usually work Saturday mornings um, myself and it's just, you know, it's my marketing, it's, you know, writing an article, it's keeping up with blog posts, you know, so um, even though it's not client work, I'm still kind of working on my business. And, you know, one of the, one of the great things I always think is, you know, when I worked, you know, I used to five o'clock, you know, I was just clocking, looking at the clock all day long, you know, but when you're an entrepreneur, you know, and you're doing this in your business, you know, the day just goes by and you haven't even realized that it's, it's done. You just kind of want more hours to finish everything, you know, to get, you know, new things going. So, yeah, and that's, that's the real power of doing yep. something that you do love is, is, and, and I find that, I, I mean, when I launched my business, I was working 14, 16 hour days and at the end of the day, I, I had to force myself to go to bed at times because I was so passionate about the work that I wanted. It's just like, just give me one more hour, just one more hour. And, and, and it wasn't like, oh, I just, I just need one more hour. It's, no, I was, I was driven and I felt a, a great sense of purpose and pride in the work that I was doing. And so hopefully, the, you know, what would you say to somebody who was looking to get into doing virtual assistant and, and they were just in this for the money? Do you, I mean, is, do you think that's a wise thing to do? Oh, there is, you know, there's definitely money involved. You know, it's great. You know, um, I just, for me, I just think that there's so much, I think what, even if they get into it for the money, um, and they start really working it, they're going to see that there's so much more that comes along with it. There's just this, there's a sense of accomplishment when, you know, one of your clients gets in a major, you know, whatever you do, whatever your focus is, when you set up somebody's shopping cart and it's working in the newsletters and they're getting, your clients are getting more um, signups for their email all the time, you know, and you're seeing them grow. It's going to be really hard to not take that pride. Um, so even if you started it just for the money, I think you're going to, you know, really get that sense of this is really awesome. I love this. Right. You know? um, but, you know, it, it, Again, I think it's a great, I think, you know, you see, you're seeing a lot of virtual assistants making, you know, quite a bit of money today. And that's, that's a great thing, you know. Uh, you know, when I think early on when you started your business, I think you were limited. You know, you thought, oh, this would be great if I just made this much a year. Now you're seeing, you know, oh, that's, that's good, but this is better, you know. <laughs> right. So, so, this is really good. I like this, you know, so. Well, let me ask you, you, you obviously have coached a lot of folks and I don't want any individual names, but I would love to know some success stories that you have. Can you just tell me uh, some successes of people that you've seen, you know, just really flourish as, as, okay. as a virtual assistant? I have. I've seen, you know, many of the, the ones that I coached and, um, you know, they've gone on, they've started. And, you know, now today they have like multi-teams. They're, they're definitely in the six-figure plus. And, you know, it's really great to see. It's just great to see. And, you know, and some of them, you know, uh, you know not the multi-team is a way to go at all. You know, it's, it's a great way to go, but that's not a, a standard of success. You know, I've seen other ones that, um, you know, started, they've started, some, one of them I know started, you know, only wanting to do it part-time. And now, you know, she was able to quit her job. And one of the things that happened to her is her husband got laid off. And, you know, she was able to pretty much carry the family um, until he found a job, which was just, you know, just an amazing accomplishment, you know. And that was, you know, really a great thing to be able to do that. You know, now he's working and, you know, everything's good again, you know. So um, there's been, you know, just a, a really a lot of success stories with, with the coaching and I think one of the things too is I, I think people can tell with me the passion that I have for the thing and so I when I coach somebody I try to to, to you know to find out from them you know what it is that they're really passionate about what it is that they like to do and you know I'm able to to with that say okay now you know I think that would be a good match with this client or you know you're, you're thinking of going this way but I just don't know that you know, that's going to bring the money or that's going to bring really what you want. You know, how about adding a couple more things here, you know? And right. one of the girls I'm coaching now, it's really exciting is she's, I mean, she's got almost too much work that she's trying to figure out, okay, now what do I do, you know? And so we have to kind of scramble and get, you know, uh, you know, some real good subs to help her out, you know? So that's a, it's, it's really encouraging to see when they succeed. Exactly. And I have had the ones, you know, and, and it's funny because when you coach, you can tell, you know, it's pretty, you know, I've had had some that, you know, I can just tell from the beginning that everything is just a pain. Everything is a chore. 
everything is just, oh, well, do I have to do that? And it's kind of like, well, you don't have to, but, you know, it would help. And, you know, and then, you know, so, I, you know, there has been some that just haven't, you know, their businesses and, you know, some of them are still in business today, but it's really not where they could be just because everything was just so tough and they just, they just didn't have it, they, you know. And right. so, you know, they're, you know, so there's successes, but, you know, I've still had some, you know. Yeah, it, it, it really depends on Not the individual so. and, and, and what, what you're yes. driven to do. And, and to be honest, and, and, and it's, it surprises me, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm, I sit here and I think to myself, it's like, how, how, did I use, how did I used to stand at working for somebody else making, you know, what I made before and looking at what I can make today? And, and, it, and it's a whole eye-opening experience. But I realize that not everybody's driven to do the things that I do to succeed and and that some people would rather, you know, spend more time with family and, and let somebody else worry about going out and seeking new clients and marketing and PR and taking care of paying taxes and 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 managing all the stuff, you know, in, in, in their mind, all the pains that go along with owning a business. And, and for them, you know, they're just looking for some additional income. They want to to pull some things off. And so it, it, it is different things for different people. You, you mentioned a couple of times now, Diana, um, and, and it's, it's a, it's a huge topic of mine. In fact, I'm getting ready to do a webinar, uh, which is a passive income strategy for podcasters, uh, on October 23rd. I'll be announcing that today, uh, officially on podcast answer man. But, uh, I, I am a huge fan of passive income you know, setting up things where you're making money without it, trading that for direct hours of work. Um, obviously, you have to spend some hours putting together the passive income and strategy and stuff like that. But tell me, as a virtual assistant, what are some of the streams of income for passive income that you've seen people use? Okay. And and I'm, I'm like you there, too. I mean, when I get those checks in or when I get the you know, PayPal notices or something like that. It's just like, yes, and I didn't have to do anything, you know. Can I, can I, I tell you a secret? I had to do the work initially, you know, not that I didn't have to do anything, but I did the work one time or I did the work, set it all up, and now just the money will come in. Um, one of the ways is, um, you know, affiliate marketing is where, you know, you find the products that you you, you really recommend. You know, you like recently, you know, I've been attending some of the really great seminars that are out there, teleseminars that are out there. And a lot of times they have an affiliate link to those. And, you know, all you have to do is tweet about it or mention it on Facebook or add it to your site, you know, and then you can get affiliate commission with that. Um, so, you know, just, you know, look out and see what is available, you know, with the, you know, when someone says, you know, I'm doing this program um, and, you know, as an affiliate, you can make this much money. You know, those things are, are really beneficial to look into. You know, they do, you know, it's not going to make you rich. You're not going to, you know, and some of them they can. But, you know, don't expect, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars when you first do it. But over time, when you start finding the right affiliates and you mm. start, you know, working those, you know, you can start seeing some substantial money coming in. Yep. Um, so that's one. Um, the other way is, you know, if you can, you know, if you have a report or you have, you know, or for me, it's my books, you know, I've several different books, but several different, you know, like kind of like reports and stuff that you can sell. Um, you know, that's, that's passive income too. Books are passive. You know, you put all your information, you know, sometimes I've even seen um, VAs just put like all their blog posting together into a quality report. It has to, you know, the, the big key here is, you know, don't just go ahead and, and think I need to have a report. I need something I'm going to make an extra $10, $15 on and throw together a bunch of blog posts, you know. It really has to be beneficial, um, but you know you can you know create those reports. Um, you know I know I've seen some on like shopping carts. You know how to do shopping carts and really great information that's in there that that, that people need. Think about you know uh, is this something that somebody actually needs and wants, and that I have the information and they might not, and so I can give that information. You know and create a report or an ebook and you know offer it on your site. And, you know, that's just money that just continues to come in that you're not really working for. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's a, that's another great source of, um, you know, passive income that comes in. Um, you know, there's a lot of programs that as VAs we support. And, you know, that's, you know, a lot of times that's only a check for, you know, 20 or 30 or, you know, but that too can really start adding up. And all you've done is put a, a link on your site. So those are kind of some of the passive incomes that, you know, I see VAs um, you know, do and, and really succeed at making extra money. In. Exactly. And yeah. there's so 
There, there are. There are so many. And just to give you an idea, any virtual assistant listening to this or, or somebody getting ready to launch their own VA business, one of the things that you'll probably want to do is have your own website and design it and stuff. And, and of course, uh, you know, if you go to virtualassistantpodcast.com, on the right-hand side in my sidebar, you're going to see uh, two little boxes. It says, I use and highly recommend. And it's got two little boxes. One's for Bluehost. It's $6.95 for unlimited hosting there. And then right next to that is a yellow box that says Thesis, which is what I use to design my free WordPress. Uh, Thesis is a theme that's not free. Uh, so so basically, I just put those links on my site. I mention them every now and then. Uh, and then, of course, I have I have written blog posts that are ref- that I reference back to. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting, uh, I'll mention that every now and then in a podcast, and it never fails. People always say, well, gosh, Cliff's had such good luck with his websites. They look great. I really like how you know he customized them for each of his shows, and he's got you know the hosting he, he uses is this company, and if it's good enough for Cliff, it's good enough for me. And I'm at the point now where Bluehost sends me a check for about four or $500 a month, and all I have is a little button on my website. And so... See? It, there, there are some real, and that's, and and that's just, you know, that's just those. There, there, you, you had mentioned some of these webinars. That, I mean, there are some webinars out there that the information that you'll get from them is just out of this world. And when, when you think all of a sudden, I know there are some webinars out there that cost two thousand dollars to attend. You know, a like a nine week or a ten week or twelve week course. And uh, you might think that's a lot of money, but there's a lot of value in some of these. And I, I'll tell you that, that you can get 50% commission on some of those if you sign up as an affiliate. Uh, so there, there is a lot of additional ways. But going back to this virtual assistant thing, and, and I want to wrap up with this last question. You've got somebody out there right now. They're thinking, I want to become a virtual assistant. I just don't know where to start. I really don't have a niche you know, that I can think of off the top of my head. I really don't know what my passions are. I have, I mean, I suppose I know how to use Twitter. I know how to use Facebook. Um, I, I know how to do, you know, make phone calls and do research and I can write blog posts for people. What would you say to somebody who's just not sure where to start? What two or three areas do you think are good to provide that is just going to be an open opportunity for a lot of businesses to hire a new VA? Okay, you mean like um, I, I think some of the the niches for v, you mean that? Yeah, to to give um, them like two or three niches to, right. to kind of market themselves. Okay. It's like I can do this X, Y, and Z. These are the three I'm going to start out with and really X. promote. Okay, um, I think definitely big now is social media. Um, a lot of clients are looking for that. Um, a lot of clients are looking for like shopping cart management. You know, um, newsletters. Everybody knows that the power is in your list. Um, so a lot of, of companies are looking for that. Uh, PR and marketing, you know, that's what I do a lot of. Uh, it's a great opportunity now because I think clients are realizing that, you know, you hire us and, you know, we, we kind of make their money back for them because, you know, we get them more exposure, sell more books, sell whatever, you know, and so that kind of pays our, you know, thing. So PR and marketing is another one. And if you're just going for like, uh, you know, administrative, um, you know, think about, you know, um, do you want to work for real estate agents, um, like for you, for insurance agents? You know, kind of think of what kind of clients are, are, you know, would be a good, you know, we got a lot of VAs now that specialize in the real estate industry. And um, even though the real estate industry slowed down, um, you know, they still kept busy. They still, you know, um, you know, really had a lot of work, you know, so that's another area to go into. What I always do is I just have them. Uh, kind of do a little, you know, uh, checklist, you know, what have I done before? You know, just write it down. You know, what do I want to do? What am I experienced in? Just kind of write that all down. And then, you know, once they see it, they start seeing a pattern for what, you know, what they can do. And one of my best tips is, you know, follow the pros out there. You know, if you are on Twitter and you just kind of look for the, the hashtag virtual assistant or hashtag VA tips, you're going to find all the VAs and, and daily they're given hundreds and hundreds of tips on success and, and you know so just start following some of the pros out there and you'll be amazed at the information that that's given for free absolutely absolutely and and then if if you know social media uh pr marketing if any of that kind of scares you you, you but you have an interest and it's like 
wow, that that's something that I would love to learn a lot about. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of valuable, very extremely valuable free stuff out there. There's a lot of things out there that really wouldn't cost you a lot of money to get into and, and to understand. And what makes anybody an expert in any field is that you've read four or five more books on a subject than anybody else. And, <laughs> and you can apply that information and help somebody with it. So uh, I really believe that that it, it sounds to me like virtual assistant, just like any other small business, if you have the heart to do your own business, you really can launch a VA business probably with an investment as little as maybe a thousand or two thousand dollars. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 and that's, that's to get you to knock, you could probably knock it out of the park with that. Um, Absolutely. Even, you know, as long as the, the, the main thing, you got to have a great computer and you have to have a great, you know, the high speed internet connection. Those are the main, you know, because yeah. you have to be able to, to get out there, even no matter what you specialize, you know, the great computers are, are real important. Yeah. And of course, I will say that if you're looking at becoming a VA, you obviously want to go back and listen to the previous 21 episodes of the Virtual Assistant Podcast because there's a lot of valuable information in there about what us business owners are looking for when we think about virtual assistants. So check that out. Diana, thank you so much for coming on to the Virtual Assistant Podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. I'd love it. I'd love to give you an opportunity to plug your website, your business, anything else, just as a way of saying thank you. Where can people find out what you do and what you offer? Awesome. Um, my website is virtualwordpublishing.com. That's V-I-R-T-U-A-L, wordpublishing.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at Diana Ennen. Um, if you email me at diana at virtualwordpublishing.com, I have several free um, informational package that I can send you on how to's and um, my book is available on Amazon and that's virtual assistant the series become a highly successful sought-after VA very good Diana thank you once again for coming on and I look forward to future conversations with you uh, down the road thank you it's a real pleasure well my friends that is another episode of the virtual assistant podcast um, you need to go check out the show notes for all the links to the things that were mentioned in this episode. You can do that, of course, at virtualassistantpodcast.com. Episode number 22 is the episode number that you'll look for for the show notes. Of course, I want to say thank you to Contemporary VA. Uh, you can uh, check out all the things that they have to offer. I'm an extremely happy client of Contemporary VA, and we want to say thank you to them for their generous sponsorship of this podcast, bringing you all this valuable information, even when it's about things that are offering services different than what they offer. I love that about them. Anyway, folks, hey, I'm looking for VAs out there with unique offerings to businesses. I'm looking for a telemarketing VA to interview, somebody who has experience in helping businesses with SEO as a VA, those kind of things. Get in touch with me. Give me a call, 859-795-4067.